0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, just like a fat kid rolling down a hill, we're coming straight at you with this week's Reaching Out with Cameron. So, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Camo.
1: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out. So how was your week this week? Eh, It's been okay. Started off a little little rough. Um, Most of my day was... A bit shot on Monday. I I had a little conflict with the that guy at work again, but not nothing that didn't just fizzle out eventually.
0: That was this week's Office Ladies podcast revisiting conflict resolution episode. (laughs) I would like to see you and him in a Michael win-win-win situation. That'd be kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that eventually just resolved, I, I guess, on its own without us talking to each other. So. As long as we avoid each other work. Other than that, uh it's just been freaking hot, man. Yeah. Um just being outside all day. However, uh, I was tasked with doing uh some test drives. Oh nice. I had to test drive this truck like four times.
0: Like any certain model or it's
1: a it's a it's a fleet vehicle. I think it's a F three fifty, F four fifty, something. Oh like nice. That. Yeah. I
0: had to drive it out to Kuwait and
1: back four times.
0: Oh, wow. Why, why four times? Um, what were we trying to get it to do? No, no engine
1: light came on. There were no leaks. Oh, we were seeing if it was going to have like a rough, uh, um, a rough shift. Okay. Yeah. On the, on the highway. Uh, it was a transmission thing. Okay. Never happened. Um, so that was good. No leaks or anything. So we were able to get it back to the, Customer today. Okay. Yeah, because those
0: are definitely meant to go on the highway. <laughs> yes. And not in the field with cows and bulls and all that.
1: Yeah. But no, man, it it was good. It was about 30 miles each time.
0: Yeah, that's not really a bit or a bad drive. No, not, not a bad drive. Kind
1: Did dad did some shuttle runs and a couple of uh vehicle deliveries and pickups and as long as I'm in a car driving with good AC, I'm good to go. Yeah, that's my
0: problem. I drive all day and. I'm no sorry, I
1: forgot about that.
0: <laughs> so how are your kids liking back to school? Oh, they're liking it,
1: man. They uh, they uh, they're
0: able to see their friends and stuff like
1: that. So they're they're happy. That's good. They enjoying their teachers. Yes, they they. Uh, they said their teachers are really nice. Uh, Noah's getting through a uh, chapter book a lot faster than I thought he could.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: He's been reading every day, every chance he gets. If he's not playing
0: Call of Duty, he's reading. (laughs) See, that's what I don't get. I mean, now my kids come home, kindergarten, fifth, and they both have 15 minutes of reading due. Yeah. I remember this was way back when I was in middle school and my cousins from California came in. This was right at the point where they had just instituted. Like, two hours of mandatory homework every night. And part of it was, like, 30 minutes of reading. I mean, God they had least. to do so much math, so much science, so much history, and then read. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Oh, man, I hated homework. <laughs> I don't even get how now they've actually shortened the day compared to last year. Oklahoma has already won the shortest school years, period. Really? Yeah. I'm a big supporter of year round school because I think you get, you get a month off during Christmas. You get two weeks instead of one week off during fall break and spring break, but you only get two months off during the summer. So, I mean, if you need a babysitter, it's a good thing. If you take a lot of trips, maybe not so much. Yeah. But I mean, it does, it's supposed to help them retain more knowledge during the year. Right. So I don't know. That's on me though. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> so, where are we on this episode? What are we going to talk about? Um, actually this is a uh a person in our um reaching out groups idea
1: and what is it the uh the voice in your head?
0: The how to deal with the voices in your head, anything that outside sources that you allow in mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I have a problem with that. <laughs> What's your issue with that? I mean, the voice in my head, the the thing that keeps
1: me down, the thing that, that tells me that I'm not really reaching people, the thing that tells me that what I'm doing isn't working and it keeps me from posting more and, uh, keeps me from wanting to do, um, thing on the weekends as long, stuff like that.
0: But before we go any further, that this is brought to you by Jason Portanova. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes. I just recently met him because of the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you want your if you want to be heard and have a chance to have an issue or just have a show idea, you know, we've even extended to where if you record your voice, we send send me the clip and we'll put it on the show. That way your actual words can be heard. Right. So just giving him the credit where credit is due. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, when those when you get bombarded with those voices in your head, it can be a pretty rough time, man. Like I've said in the past, being alone with my thoughts and I'm not listening to podcasts or music or something, I've just got my own mind to listen to. It can be a rough time. Uh, some negativity starts coming out. Especially when it's
0: saying how much of a screw-up you are. Yes. You're never supposed to make it. You were never supposed to be anything. Right. You're still not making it. You're not a good father. You're not a good husband. You're not a provider. You're going nuts. They don't care about you. You're only working because you're good enough to work around the depression. Yeah. You know, not saying if these are all in my head. Right. Yeah, I kind of am. But, you know. <laughs> and it, it's hard because I've even said on here... I've been on anti-anxiety pills, and here lately, it's almost like it's failing me. Like, I don't care as much. They're not a constant like they were two years ago where I was going. I felt like I was literally having breakdowns daily, Mm -hmm. but it's still to the point where it's, I don't know if it's me actually starting to work on problems or the thoughts are overcoming the medication. Like, they're starting to be stronger than the pills. Yeah. And that's scary. Mm. Because then, my doctor's already said there's not a lot to up it to. Oh, man. Yeah. And I've been good. I mean, I haven't been depressed or like... Because some of these side effects to the pills I take are... Well, not just my pills, but anxiety pills in general. Mm. If it becomes too strong it will cause you to want to kill yourself even more. Oh, wow. Like if they don't interact with you. And I think that's what the Ritalin did to my cousin. Like me and him had ADD symptoms and this is like in the early nineties. So this is where everybody was like Ritalin, Ritalin, Ritalin.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, my grandpa busted me, you know, I cried a lot of times. I'm not the one that chased my grandma around the counter with a knife. He was. And then now, I don't well, and also he was locked in the closet by his parents for days at time to steal. Oh wow! You know the ritalin did affect him a little bit. <laughs>
1: Sounds like. It. How do you deal with that? With the voices that are trying to overpower your
0: your medication? Right now I I spend about ten minutes thinking about it, or it'll be like at the start of the night, and then by a couple hours later I forgot about it. Oh. I I it's not strong enough to stay with me. Mm. Like it's definitely helped it where I can just like crush it and go on. But like before I would have memories that I have no control over. I cannot go back and change. And I wouldn't say I'm ashamed, but I'm more embarrassed about it that it happened. And it would stay with me for days. And now it's like five, ten minutes and then it's gone. But that's the beauty of these pills. I didn't have to take it or think about it. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it was helping me with my diabetes, but, you know, because last week or a couple weeks ago when I had my teeth out, I had, you know, I'm poor Mm -hmm. and I get help from the state on my medication because I take so much. Well, without the help of these pills being $4, Walgreens was going to charge me $130 for these pills. Oh, wow. That's just one. I, I take like six daily. The shots I take are like $800 a month for four shots. The Genuvia that I take is like $600. -hmm. So I've been without, you know, and now, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard to just think where I would be, how bad I would be still without it. Yeah. And I've been, I've been the church person all my life. Yes, I grew up in the eighties, the hellfire and brimstone period. You didn't go to a psychiatrist. You didn't ask for help. Mm. You had to trust God. And especially, I was Pentecostal, a harmful environment. Like, you don't, you're, you just need to pray more. You're not praying the right thing. You're not around the right people. Yeah. You're letting bad influences. And here I am growing up in hometown USA for the Word of Faith movement. Kenneth Hagan at Raymond Bible College is a modern father of all these people they have the, the name it and claim it pro- or movement. They accredit him like the Kenneth Copeland, the, um. I can't think of any names right now. And it's, it's not about name dropping, but I don't know. It's just coming from that environment where you don't seek help. You don't go after help. You just trust God more. Yeah. And fighting for 20 years and ended up wanting to die. How do you, how do you overcome that? I mean, that's, like I'm not religious, but I mean God is something I live for daily and yet these people are saying, Well, you just need you need to do this and you're good. You know, let's lay hands on you and nothing changed. You know, what what next? I've gotten more help out of Gary V and realizing that it's not God's nature to imp- impart harmful thoughts in your mind. Mm-hmm. It is literally outside sources telling you how you suck, how you're not good enough. How you can't win, how you're not successful and you started listening to it. Yeah. And and plus it makes sense, you know? I
1: haven't actually heard any of that as an adult though. Could those be thoughts from the past coming up and then that was just me retaining
0: that and well, that's yeah. what the, the the voices are telling me now? It could be. Oh. I mean, you well, I mean, think about it. You were called fat by that one guy, even um. if it was a joke. Yeah, that's still an adult. I mean, that's got to I mean, we've we've talked about stuff that I would not dare mention on the show Mm. because I know it's an intimate detail that me and you share because you trust me. Mm -hmm. So but at the same time, I know something like that plays into your adulthood. Yeah. You know, and, and right there, like even the fact you didn't acknowledge you haven't been called that in a while. I mean, just like today, I got flipped off on the highway. That affected me. Yeah. Because they cut me off, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I didn't even honk at them.
1: Yeah.
0: And they just flipped me off. Oh. So I mean, that still plays on my psyche. I get in on a fight on Facebook, and somebody blocks me. That affects my psyche because I hate hurting people. Yeah. My whole life motto is to create awesome and serve people. Yeah. If I make them mad and piss them off, because I have no gray area—it's either black or white—I'm affected for weeks. I mean, just joking, like, if a kid pops off and, like, my kid says, I hate you, you know, that kind of plays into it. And you'll dwell on that for a while? Oh, Uh, yeah. I'm a very introspective person where it could be a month and a half ago, and I'll start thinking about it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be recent. It could be a trigger, like, something. Oh, oh, the two kids. That were, they were looking for for months. Like, I have nothing to do with that. They were, they were swept away by river water or rainwater from the apartments in Tulsa. Oh, yeah. I went down in that ravine. Did you? I walked those steps. I walked down the steps that swept them away. I lived there at those apartments as soon as you turn in that first or second building. There's a stairway when you walk in, bottom right. I, I was coming back from college in 2001. This happened in like 2019. I still got eerie feelings because I walked those exact steps. Yeah. And it's just stupid things that stick with me. I got you. And then I beat myself up. That's the worst.
1: <laughs> I learned my lesson not to post the voices in my se- the What the voices in my head say. I did that once, and everybody was ready to fight somebody. They'd be fighting me. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, it's it's uncontrollable sometimes, and uh, that, that's the bad thing. They, it just comes up at random times, especially when you're being still. You know, yeah. when you're quiet and everything. That's when it jumps on you. When you're when you're at I,
0: I guess at peace or. When you're going to sleep, when you're taking a crap, when you're in the shower.
1: Right. When you're trying to relax. (laughs) Uh, And then all of a sudden, boom, thoughts of your own mortality. Boom. Uh, You're going to die someday. Boom. Uh, You're going to lose everybody that you love. Stuff like that happens right before I go to sleep or (laughs) when I'm by myself. And uh, it's not a good feeling. I I start... (laughs) panicking and shaking and i end up getting out of bed and i go to the living room try to look up try not to laugh videos or watch cartoons for a little bit or play solitaire something to get my mind off of it and i i'll play solitaire or hexic until i fall asleep
0: do you think your taste tasting movies and music
1: have a big deal to play with that oh boy um Probably I'm starting to get anxiety now. Whenever I watch scary movies, I love scary movies, but sometimes it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I gotta walk around, but I don't, I keep watching it until the end. But <laughs> Then, then I'm comforted with the thought. It, it gets
0: my mind off
1: of when it's like a crappy ending. I'm like, now I'm focused on the crappy ending of the movie. I'm like,
0: well, that was stupid. <laughs> like any of the paranormal activities. Yeah. <laughs> starting to have nightmares again is that good or bad um, because you you do take that talent and you draw it out write it out and it's like a the way you post about it kind of seems like it's an outlet for you yeah okay so
1: there's this movie called The Conjuring and the the demon or the ghost or whatever and it, it, it looks like this old lady in the
0: black dress or whatever is it the one that has the, no, that's the nun. Okay. Yeah, Joanna said the same thing.
1: God, am I thinking about the, am I thinking about the conjuring
0: or? Well, I thought insidious. there was a nun in the conjuring.
1: There is a nun in the conjuring. That's conjuring two. No, sorry. I'm thinking insidious because, oh. uh, Patrick Wilson is in both of those movies. So
0: I get confused. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, Patrick Wilson plays Ed Warren.
0: I have no clue. I don't watch scary movies.
1: Ed and Lorraine Warren were the demonologists that were there for the real Am- Amityville horror. Okay. Exorcisms okay. and stuff. Anyway, no. Uh, the, the old lady that was in um, uh, Insidious. Like this old woman in like a, a black dress and like a black veil and stuff like that. Creepy stuff, man. And guess where it took place at? Tulsa? No, my grandpa's house. What?
0: Yeah, I'm still having nightmares about my grandpa's house. Oh, okay. Okay, the dream, not the actual movie.
1: No. <laughs> no, 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 not the I movie. I thought you meant the movie. <laughs> no, no, my nightmare,
0: it had this
1: old lady, like, still in that freaking hallway, man. I was in the living room, the lights were off, and uh, I had Ozzy Osbourne there with me to to, investig- to investigate ghosts. Anyway, he was he was at the end of the hallway in that little area, the new part of the house, at the end of the hall with the door that leads to the basement. Yeah. And all that. He's in there just looking around. I'm like, all right, so I'm not worried about that door anymore. I'm worried about this front bedroom in the middle of the hallway because the door s- starts to crack open. And this old lady starts peeking around the corner, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> all of a sudden, she appears in the living room with me. And, uh, I, I start getting that tongue tied thing that you get in dreams where you try to yell, yeah. but you can't, you just <laughs> type of thing and you just freeze up. I told her to get out and that's what, that's what, uh, got her to go away. I finally spoke up in my dream. I was oh, able, nice. I was able to tell her to get out. And I threw a blanket on her and she disappeared. <laughs> but the that initial part where she peeked around the corner just
0: freaked the hell out of me, man. That does bring up the idea of like speaking to it too, like right? the voices and like just the thoughts floating in your head, and like yeah. speaking power into it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ever really worked to me or for me.
1: I don't think I've ever been able to do that in a nightmare until this, until this one. Because I can never yell. I can never. <laughs> I can never punch anybody in my dreams or real life. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like my fists are made of cotton candy. You know, I'm just trying to beat the crap out of this guy, but I can't. And it's not doing anything. <laughs> it's like trying to beat up a pillow with cotton candy. It's not doing any good. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but no, man, I mean, I suppose that, that, um, what I watch is affecting the way I think about things and, uh, the thoughts that come up and everything, yeah. Especially since I watch a lot of scary movies. A lot of those deal around death and darkness and mortality and stuff like that. So I can see that being a, a big part of my my anxiety that comes up whenever I'm trying to relax. Just stuff i watch just coming through and using my own mind
0: against me. I mean, I can't speak for Ozzy, but what if your dream is telling you you have the power to speak? And if you do, it'll it'll run away. Like, I've never been able to, like, of course, growing up Christian, I mean, demonology and stuff like that, they're saying, you know, just speak the name of Jesus. But trying to apply that to everyday life just didn't work for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, how many times I did that, and I was just like, this sucks. I mean, I don't know. I mean, depression is not a joke to where you're just okay. I mean, the other day there was this girl on my Facebook page that I don't even know, but I know her pastor's wife because she used to be my pastor's wife. So, and this other woman I, I just known for years. And I was like, look, if you're talking bad about these women and they're trying to reach out to you, something's up. Yeah. You need to like check yourself. And eventually she apologized to him and I was just like, wow. I mean, she, she deals with not having weed, which I don't agree with mental issues and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird. I mean, because what this is is a mental thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you call it an issue or a debilitating disease or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't find it offensive if somebody said I was like special needs mental case. It would be more satisfying to know what to call it rather than jump around it and be like, don't call me special. Right. As long as it didn't get me locked up in a mental institution. Right. Although the padded walls would be pretty fun. And that was an ill-timed joke. I'm not for real. I just want to say that. Yeah. No, you're good, man.
1: Um, no, it, it's. There are times where I'll just tell all those thoughts to stop, and then I'll just try to get busy with something else. You know, I at the dealership, like I said, I've I've I have a lot of time by myself. I mean. If the, the other drivers go off and do their own thing, they try to stay busy, too. And I usually just stay up on the front, like, service drive. And I'll be staying there. And if, good Lord, man, if my my earphones go dead, <laughs> and I'm just stuck with no one to talk to. And that's, that's when those stupid thoughts start coming up. And there are times where I, I'll have to just, like, start sweeping. And that's why I carry two sets of headphones now. <laughs> yeah. Just in case I keep both of them charged up in my car. When one goes down, I'll go out and grab the other set. Um just, just to make sure, man. I mean, I, like I said in the depression episode, I, I, I don't think I'm depressed. I haven't actually been diagnosed with depression. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to diagnose myself. I, I have what I call low days and Monday was a low day with that guy at work who gets on my nerves and somehow i get on his nerves and he doesn't like me and stuff like that so but this guy can never say like a nice thing
0: or say anything
1: in a nice way even when i'm trying to help him, and it just bugs the crap out of me man Like, what the heck did i do to you you know this this episode isn't about him though so i'm off that anyway whenever i'm just By myself at work and I'm trying to focus on my sweeping or squeegeeing or just wiping down windows. If I'm not with a guest in the shuttle or with another driver doing a delivery or something, I'll start thinking about stuff in the past that I've already moved on from. And well, I think I moved on from apparently my head's (laughs) just going through the files. He's like, hey, let's bring this up and let's think about this. Since you don't have anything else to listen to, I'll just say, just freaking stop. I'm already over this. Let's think about something. Then I'll try to get a song stuck in my head and I'll do that until my freaking headphones charge up. <laughs> or I can walk into, <laughs> God man, I can walk into the lobby and the news is usually playing. I'm like, all right, let's focus on some bad news from across the world instead of all this stuff in my head.
0: Yeah, because it could be worse. We could be under Taliban regime. Yeah.
1: Yep. If it's not COVID, it's Afghanistan. If it's not Afghanistan or COVID,
0: it's politics. Just
1: one bad thing after another.
0: So you did something, and that reminded me of another way that has failed me. As you exhaled, uh, just symbolically, I was just like, oh, no, I don't think breathing... Honestly, what breathing did was stop my crying. Like, whenever I have to deal with a customer or like just deal with people, I would like start breathing and be like, and of course, I'm like sobbing the whole time, having a mental breakdown, but I have to deal with people so I'm able to hide it. And of course, famously, you know, I said, my boss told me that, well, you could hide it, so as long as you were doing your work, I mean, I knew you were depressed, but I mean, and that was the thing. Like, at least this boss didn't have a camera. The first boss said when it started happening, because it really started happening bad when my mom had her brain tumor. And then it slowly got worse through everything, and just, I don't know, breathing never really helped either. I mean, I don't know how making it through a decade. I, I think it was just the fact that it got slowly worse over time. And I didn't realize how much of a problem until on day three of medication, my wife was like, you're less of a dick. I was like, I can see it too. So I mean, breathing. I mean, what do you feel about breathing? Well,
1: (laughs) I mean, whenever I find myself getting mad or upset or uh, getting aggravated, I'll I'll take a deep breath and I'll sigh and stuff like that. And Joanne, I'll be like, what's the matter? I'm like, I'm just breathing you know, <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes I you know,
0: breathing helps
1: sometimes, I suppose.
0: So obviously she knows when something's wrong. Oh yeah. And yet you reject her. And yes, I'm that blunt because I do the same thing. Yeah. I know my own kind. Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: I, I, I come off a bit grumpy with my kids sometimes. mostly because they're making these weird noises and they're loud and they won't stop touching each other. And hitting each other and arguing and fighting and not taking turns and stuff like that i'm do sorry i don't mean to make my kids sound like they're horrible they're not but at home they're brothers they fight they argue they angels
0: yeah. in public and then when you get home they're like little demonic spawns of satan yeah yeah pretty much
1: uh mom if you're listening it's true um <laughs> no i mean i don't know i'll just come off as just like grumpy or something It's mostly right when I get home from work. I'm already tired. I'm covered in sweat because I'm outside all day. I'm sore, and I just want to be able to just relax. I come home. Jackson's making some weird noise. It sounds like a donkey and a clown got in a fight. I don't know. It just gets on my nerves super quick. I'm like, Jackson, just please freaking stop. And Joanna's like, why why are you being so mean? I'm like, I'm not not trying to be mean. It's just... going to make that noise go outside or go to your room or something i don't want to be around that noise right now you know but it's all the time though man (laughs) jackson's always making these weird noises he's making goofy faces at people at restaurants and stuff like that i'm like jackson please He, he puts his arms in his shirt and just has his hands sticking out of his sleeves and crushes his eyes and makes these weird Faces at people behind us. I'm like, stop, Jax. People are gonna think you need a helmet or something. Stop. <laughs> and he'll just like keep doing it. And he'll he'll just start eating his food off his plate without using his hands. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna fly. And this is why I'm mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and Joanna's always getting on to me for being not necessarily being mean. She's like. Oh, why are you always so angry? I'm like, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop talking. I'll just let him go. And uh, I just sigh and uh, just breathe deep and stuff like that. And I just try to tune it out the best I can. And just let him get it out of his
0: system. But they never do. They don't. <laughs> My son, who's 10, yeah, makes this noise in public. That's like a sex sound. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it from the TikTok thing that
1: they do at Walmart and stuff? The Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, no. No, we do that to signal each other because now <laughs> now when we say Marco Polo over multiple aisles, yeah, smart people are like, Polo. Like, you're not part of our family. <laughs> but if we go, Oh, yeah. You can hear it pretty much over... Everybody in Walmart because everybody shuts up and they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. No, that one's no. This is like a straight up like. Ah, ah. Oh no. I mean, it was funny when it was cute, like what what in the butt the YouTube <laughs> meme, and he was two in Target saying that. That was funny. I got him to do that. He doesn't remember it,
1: oh, but no. now he's
0: ten and he's doing the sound, and I'm just like, and I, I don't know how good. Because I'm very apparent of culture around me. Yeah. And I know you, just like a church culture, a school culture, a work culture, you cultivate that so you can work in that environment. Like, you know, no offense, but you've allowed this coworker to be a dick to you. Yeah. And that's allowed him to cultivate a culture where somebody from 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, he's the same dude. But that's the culture he's made. Yeah. He's cultivated. And with our family dynamics, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or something. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, I'm just like, you know. And he realizes, I mean, it's a little bit more important than just saying stop. Yeah. Of course, the kids walk all over my wife because she's the fun one and like, oh, would you stop? And I'm like, dude, shut up. he's like, okay, oh, is?" And it stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, my daughter, she's still five, and it takes her, like, 20 times to stop. But, I mean, she's getting there. That's how it is with Noah. You got to tell him multiple times to stop doing something.
1: And we just do a strike system. Strike one, strike two, strike three, and then you're grounded from games. If I have to tell you more, three more times to do something, you lost your videos. Plus, another day added to your games, so.
0: But, I mean, just just like this, our attitudes and how... I mean, we both struggle with whatever mental issues it is. And, you know, this is pretty much like I I feel like I literally heard voices going through my deepest, darkest parts of the depression, probably about five, six years ago. And then again, two years ago. Yeah. Like I was having like, why not just jerk the wheel? Why do you think you're any better than anybody? Why are you even speaking? Why are you around? Like that was like the reality of it. but. In general, we we do have influences in our head saying, you know, yeah, you're not that good. I mean, the lighter side of it, and it affects everybody differently. But just the blunt truth of it, how we are affected mentally, we have to be aware because it is an influence that will be directly imparted to our kids. And that's why I judge, like, I don't think shut up's that bad of a word. Of course, I don't think hell is a cuss word either. I know that will directly affect my kids for the next 40, 50 years and how they raise kids. I mean, just like our parents' bigger struggle was swatting. You know, I got swats all the time. Yeah. Now you're a horrible parent and you're going to jail if if you swat your kids. Yeah. But at least I knew what I was doing wrong whenever I got swatted. Yeah. There was no question about it. Right.
1: Yeah. I got swatched when I was a kid, too. I mean, they weren't for no reason, though. <laughs> but I was acting up, or I got bad grades, or got my attention, though.
0: <laughs> do you feel like we have that as adults? Like, I was jokingly, we're talking about voices, and in my head, I had like a mini conversation. I always heard the paddle as an attitude adjust. what do we have as adults? I mean, as a kid, I don't remember... I I remember one time going to my mom and saying I was depressed. And she was like, shut up. You're like third grade. You're not depressed. But it, I didn't have a lot of that on my plate. Like, I didn't think about it a lot. yeah And now I can see symptoms. But now that it's real and I deal with it, and I'm scared of going back to that now that I've tasted the sweetness of not having mental issues as much. Where do we go? Where do we turn to? I mean, Jason... Answered a question on a stupid Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We're not doctors. We don't have the answers. Right. Where do we go even as adults to do anything? I mean, who do we turn to? You obviously have your parents. I mean, they're still in your life. They're yeah. around your kids and their grandkids, and they don't want you messing up the grandkids' life. I mean, oh, Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I all I can think about is how I was raised and what I can do to some things to
0: to learn from things to to do differently and stuff like that. But I don't know. I was raised mostly by a mean, mean <laughs> grandma. She definitely <laughs> would if she would have been less weight, she would have swatted me more. Yeah. But I mean, most of the time I just stayed outside. Like I, when I say like, I don't really know if I was depressed in third grade or I had like. Stuff like that. I mean, I was a fat kid by that time. Yeah. Well not the the fat kid because there's one that was like I think he's still obese and like eight hundred pounds. But anyway, you know, I don't know. I mean there was a lot of doubt. I was always second place compared to one kid or another. Yeah. But I mean I just I just didn't bother. But now as an adult, I always compare myself and I thought, you know, grownups were these iconic heroes. People you could look up to. Mm -hmm. And now I realize they're just screwed up as I am. They don't know where they're going. There is no roadmap. Right. So we're all faking it. It's hard, man.
1: I mean, every now and then I'll I'll be on Facebook or something. And I'll see some of my friends post about them and their kids and their families and stuff like that. I'm like, man. And I know that's just, that's not the whole story. What they post is not the whole story. There could be, like, them posing with their kids looks great and all, but, like, the time leading up to that, it was just all arguments and fighting. And then for that one split second, you finally got your kids to smile for the camera.
0: The fake Joel Olstein, your best life now. I mean, we're never, like, of course, I believe this is not heaven. Yeah. We're not going to have our best, best life now. Yeah. You know, and trying to achieve that, we're, it's not going to happen. Social media is a highlight reel of your life. You only post the best stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why for the longest time I stayed away from Facebook. And now I'm getting into arguments whether, I mean, the Bible mentions that we we are the sheep 500 times. But yet people want to act like lions until they realize they actually have to get up and do something. So, I mean, for me, Facebook is definitely a toxic place. And I get I compare myself. And that's probably where a lot of it started. Like, I flunked out of two colleges because I was tired of homework. I now have $10,000 in debt because I'm tired of homework. Yeah. I went to a college to play football because my mom put so much demand on me to either go military or college football. I had my entire schooling paid for in Oklahoma. Any school I wanted. Well, except private. So TU was out free of charge by the state of Oklahoma. Golly, man. And I chose a $20,000 a year private Catholic school in Kansas because they offered me a scholarship. And I was spending 60 hours alone a week on just football. And plus the nuns were weird. We had this one <laughs> that talked more about her birds having sex than anything else. What? what? Yeah. I, yeah. Nuns are weird. <laughs> huh? I mean, these are the people that are supposed to be our, our leaders showing us the way, and they're just faking it. I mean, it's not fair to an 18-year-old to say, okay, you have to go to school. Oh, by the way, you also have to pay back $80,000 in loans if you don't have enough to pay for it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're asking you to pay
0: money that you don't have, and that's why, I don't know, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, well, okay, we've talked about it at length. How long did it take you to figure out what you want to do in life? A while. The whole doing
1: art in an office type of setting thing. Was that last
0: year, or this year? So it was definitely 10 years after, well, 12 years. Because most people, I graduated at 17, but I started college at 18. So most people are 18 the year they grad or start freshman year somewhere. Yeah. So, you were 18 after 30. So at least 12 years later, you realize what you want to do. Yeah. My entire life growing up, I didn't realize I knew what I wanted to do because I I remember as a kid watching 60 Minutes because my grandma would slap me if I tried to turn the TV. <laughs> I say that in a only way, like in like in the back of the head type. But I remember watching 60 Minutes in 2020. And these amazing stories of people helping somebody else. Mm. And I always said, I want to do that, whether it be a doctor or a cop or a police or whatever. I didn't realize I was saying, I just want to help people. Yeah. I thought you had to pick one of those to be that. And now realizing my life motto is create awesome and serve people. I just want to help. Right. Like, I don't care what it is, how I do it. I just want to help people. They don't even offer a degree program in that, you know? So, why? I don't know. And it's just, we put so much stress and we listen to outside voices and say, well, you know, you're not smart enough for that program. Maybe choose something else. Or you don't. I mean, even down to movies, we go online and watch reviews to tell us what to go watch. Yeah. We don't even know if we're making a right choice to watch a TV show or a movie, but yet we're expected to procreate and carry on the next generation. Without issues <laughs> and without mental issues at that, yeah, so I mean Jason definitely did bring up a good topic, yeah, so Absolutely. now now I think the topic is I think it's evolved into well, it's still not evolved, but you know we're not professionals, so i mean where where do other people get help? I think that would be a bigger question i mean have now that we've talked about it, finding resources and posting that to help people. Because, I mean, we're just two people. I can only speak of my issues. You can only speak of your issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, where do we go from here? Do we? How do you leave it? I don't know, man. If, 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 what? If you're saying we each got our own. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've dealt with my, my inner voices. People telling me I can't do it yeah. with medicine. Mm-hmm. You've chosen to fight it without medicine. Yeah. Is that the only two options? No.
1: No. I mean, you could. You could go see a therapist or, I mean, they have online therapists if you don't want to do the in-person thing. Um, like whenever I'm listening to the, uh, is we dumb or, um, scared to death podcast, they, t- they have like this ad that they run for this, like, um, this online therapy thing and they'll do like a, is that a better help? Yeah. Yeah. Where like you don't even have to like do like video. Or anything like that. If you don't want to like look at someone when you talk to them or whatever, I don't know. Um, I mean, therapy is always an option too. If 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 what I'm doing isn't helping, then if you don't want to do medication or something, then I mean, my next best thing I can recommend is an actual professional with a degree.
0: Well, apparently these people on BetterHelp do have degrees. Yeah, because, well, just to go back in history, a couple of years ago, I watch a lot of Philly D and he does a Philip DeFranco show and he was promoting it to all his friends. So you had this huge group of YouTube community promoting better health. Well, it came out in the little fine print that saying they don't necessarily have to be degreed physician or psychologist. So if anybody remembers this, this is what went down because this just recently came out and even Phil DeFranco, who was against them, or not really against them, but he pulled his support out. He's Uh like, I will not defend them. He met with their head ups and I believe they're out of Atlanta. I could be wrong. Okay. But he went to their headquarters and he addressed the fine print issue and they kind of went away. And now they've been back and I was like, What's going on? What happened? What changed? Now YouTubers are now supporting them again. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's a check. I mean, there's going to be stupid YouTubers that are going to send money. But if you're in my boat where I heard about it and now they're back and you're wondering what happened, Hmm. they actually addressed it. They put in their fine print that you have to be a licensed psychologist. You have to be accredited by blah, blah, blah. And so they went back and changed that. And now they're better than ever. Okay. So, for anybody else who remembers that, that's what's happening. Like, even Phil DeFranco, who was against them, came back online and was like, just to be clear, I never said they were horrible. I just said, by their standards, I would not support them. Yeah. And so, now I've talked to them again, and I choose not to take their money, but I do think they're a good program. Okay. So. Cool. And with me, I talk to strangers better than I do somebody I've known for 15 years. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an option. And I think, I mean, in high school, they didn't have life classes like they should. And we're just kind of kicked out into the world. Either go to college or try to make a living. You have no help, especially the people that don't have parents, that don't have a support system. Mm-hmm. Like my family said, if I go anywhere besides OU to play football, which obviously I never grew, so therefore I wasn't tall enough. My family just kind of pardoned me. Yeah. And so now it's been me, my wife, my kids. My mom now does live down the street, but she's still, she's a little bit iffy just because she had brain surgery and she's still, I don't know. She's more annoying than ever, but I love her. So <laughs> So how do you feel about this show? I mean, are you good where we're at? Thoughts, concerns? Yeah, I'm good, man.
1: Um, I feel good after this one. This helps me. I've said it before in my posts, said it on other episodes. This is what helps me: getting stuff out on here and talking to people, even if it's not about what I'm going through or whatever, over at Panera or over at Barnes and Noble or whatever. Just talking to people helps. It's not for everybody. I've had a couple of people say, "What if, what if talking
0: doesn't help anymore?"
1: And I'm like, you I know, mean, all I can do is. Say what works for me? I don't know what works for everybody
0: else, and I think that's where the Facebook group will come in because now, with two hundred plus people mm-hmm. and fairly active need to start getting more people active and yeah. know, and that's why I'm even more careful with a subject like this because it's just two people's opinions, yeah, there are way so many different circumstances that can be plugged in here and it changes the whole conversation.
1: Oh boy, I know, man. I'll I'll post something trying to get people engaged and stuff like that and I'll see like 160 people saw it but like two or three people are engaging. like, "Come on guys, let's work together. Let's let's get some input here." Oh, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm glad people are seeing it. They're they probably got the same issue as me. I'll see someone's post on there. I won't know how to respond.
0: And then you jump in
1: with your thing. I'm like, man, that's, that's a lot better than what I could come up with.
0: But it's an issue of not being better or worse. Yeah. I mean, we all, we all have our issues. We all see things so differently. Yeah. And I think that's where, where I specifically believe in God even more because we are image bearers of Christ. When we look in the mirror, we were made to be like Christ. And it doesn't matter where you're from, how screwed up you are. I mean, if you're a leopard, if, did I say that right? I feel like I'm talking about the animal, not the ones with the peeling skin. Leper? Yeah, leper. That's it. It doesn't matter if you're a tax collector, a leper, a slut, a whore. I mean, just, just like drawing the line or writing in the sand. Jesus said, whoever, Without sin, you can now cast the first stone. And he goes back to writing. Mm-hmm. Well, it really doesn't matter what he was writing. He could have been making a grocery list. But what he taught people was, if you, if you're perfect, then judge. Right. So I mean, that's why when whenever I go to somebody. I don't judge them on where they come from. I don't judge them on how they look. But if I can look at you and I can say, I can see you have love in your life. If you have joy, if you're able to put up with the long suffering, which is really depression. Galatians five twenty two and 23 is where it talks about the, beat, or the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And long suffering is being able to deal with the depression. You know, and it goes with what you said. Keep on talking. Yeah. Like, even if you're just rattling off the person's blank stare, you're still allowing yourself to hear what you say, speak out loud. Yeah. And you may be motivated motivated by your own words. Sometimes you just got to hear it out loud. Yeah, I mean, that's because I know we keep it in so much. And it's a lot of internal battle.
1: That's not good, man.
0: I still do it. I
1: still leave a lot of stuff inside and it's not healthy at all. It'll just increase the stress and anxiety even more. It's probably why my dreams
0: are getting so goofy. <laughs> I've been having a lot better dreams, but I'll save that for another time. So is there any parting words you want to grace us with?
1: Whenever you start getting these negative thoughts that are, these I mean, these voices that try to keep you down, try to keep you from doing what you want to do, voices that tell you that you're not good enough, things that keep you down, things that keep you from reaching out for help. Sometimes you just step back, take a breath, and tell those voices to shut up. That's all.
0: Pretty smart words. I mean,
1: that, that's all there is to it, man. If if you don't have anything to preoccupy your mind, and it's just you fighting your demons by yourself, tell them to shut up. They have no
0: power over you. I, that's why I'm curious about the word. Tell my kids shut up because I really do think shut up has a lot of power. Yeah, like you may say it out of frustration, but it ha- it provokes something. So, but as far as reaching out, you can connect with us on, you can connect with us on reaching out with Also have the Facebook page, the Instagram, reach out DM, um, use the Facebook group. That's what it's there for. Do not be afraid. If anybody says anything or tries to come against you or downgrade you, we will stand up for you, by you, and do whatever is in our power. So, as for me and Cameron, I've been RA Create and Camo, and we will see you next week. KSI TJ.